and welcome to UNMC Diaries, the podcast for UNMC students by UNMC students. I'm Shamra. And I'm Ken. And we are the hosts of UNMC Diaries, brought to you by i2reality, the platform where your ideas become reality. Hi guys, welcome to another episode. Ken, don't you think the tone of this episode might be a bit different? Yes, uh, I, quite different especially, I think. Uh, I think previous episodes were... Quite, the tone was quite happy, you know, everything's... Yeah. Know, having banter and stuff like that but this I think episode would be a bit more serious because yeah. we're going to be talking like since the year is coming to an end we thought we'd make an episode about mental health and positivity for the next year so you can go into the new year with like hopefully happiness so. and uh, I don't know how do I say this uh, to make sure you start the new year with a bang yeah, <laughs> and also if you're going through anything, this episode will also discuss coping mechanisms and healthy ways to get through things. Okay, so today uh, we are joined by a guest, which is also Ken. Yeah. So it's like poor Shamra with two Kens. Yeah, but to make sure that the you guys, the audience, don't like mix you know up. mix up which Ken is talking. Our know. guest, his nickname is actually Kenny. So. Yeah. So when you hear Kenny, you know that we're talking about the guests. Yeah. Okay, so Kenny, uh, introduce, introduce yourself. Hey guys, I'm Kenny and uh, I'm happy to be on the podcast today to talk about mental health and share my own experience about what I went through and hopefully it helps you guys, uh, you know, let you guys know that you're not alone out there and that there are people who are going through stuff and we're trying to survive, get through the day. Yep. Okay, so um, Shamra, do you want to start by your take on mental health? Okay, uh, that's a very, I would say that's a very hard-hitting question for me because I do have to go through a few things. Uh, basically, uh, oh god, I don't know how to say this, but I am currently recovering trying to recover from an eating disorder, a restrictive eating disorder. And I'm sure you guys, I'm sure some of our listeners will know what it feels like. Well, basically, I just want to say, I used to have anorexia. And I would basically starve myself in order to get to like this ideal thinness that I had in my mind. And every time I would lose weight, I would want to lose more weight, and I based my um, all my self confidence, like my entire personality, I based it on like I, I based my entire personal worth on like how thin I was, and it's I would say it's a very consuming disorder because I've basically ruined my health for now to be honest I don't normally say this out loud but when girls get uh, when girls get anorexia at one point due to your deteriorating bone mass you lose your period and I haven't gotten mine for a good six months and even recovering is so difficult because whenever I eat I always have to like count my calories so like in previous episodes, I mentioned that I cook a lot and a lot of the reason I cook is so I can be in control of what I eat 
and I know exactly how many calories it is, how much protein it has, how much carbs it has, and I don't eat any oil. It's very difficult to even eat, and like most of the time, I'm always my mind is always like constantly thinking of what I've eaten, how much I've eaten, and whenever I feel like I've eaten too much, it's so difficult for me to sleep and. Sometimes when I do eat too much, I force myself to throw up. And I know I say I'm in recovery, but like recovery is, at some points I feel like recovery is more difficult than when I was in the eating disorder. It's like itself because it was, I don't know for me, it was also like a comfort. Like okay, at least I have this control. But like now in recovery, I don't know every time I. I look at the scale and I see I've gained weight. It's just so difficult to like bear that. <laughs> so yeah, I guess eating disorder, body image issues, and I, when I was eighteen, I was diagnosed with like depression. So it's a wild ride, fam. Yeah. So, so I have you. I have a few questions in mind. Like, um, you said, do you think that you came out? came out a, not, a better person you know because since you have this eating disorder you're more conscious about the food you take in right yeah I guess so I've, maybe you got on the habit of eating clean or something yeah, like that yeah I eat really really like I eat like extremely clean and I enjoy healthy food but like I feel like um, what I in recovery what I want to do is like get rid of my food fears and get rid of the fully get rid of the fear of eating itself because like i don't know and like also like I, i feel like another thing you have to tackle when you recover when nothing you have to tackle when you recover from like eating disorders is like you have a lot of body image issues and i know to a lot of people i don't look fat but in my head every time i pass by a mirror i can't see them it's like oh my god i am So fat, I am so ugly. Like my nose is like this, my face is like this. I should work out, and that's like the majority of the reason I exercise a lot is because I want to like some part of me, like a big part of me still wants to lose weight, and it's just a big struggle with forcing myself to eat and forcing myself to not lose more weight, but at the same time I want to so. Very difficult, I guess. Mm. It's a mental struggle every single day. You wake up and like, gotta do this. Gotta get through the day. Okay, that's uh one thing that I didn't know from Shamra. So maybe now I won't laugh about her being so picky about her food. Yeah. From now on. <laughs> and and yeah. Yeah. So Kenny, uh. Because uh, when we were discussing about this episode, so we noticed that, and you, I mean, you volunteered because you volunteered to feature in this episode because you said you relate heavily to it. Yeah. So I'm assuming that you have something you want to share. Yeah. Uh. So basically, um, through this year, and for a long time, I've been suffering from depression and anxiety, and uh, what. What uh, what I went through was pretty bad in comparison to what other people have went through because I'd say that like it's quite heavy on like in terms of that spectrum of mental health. Yeah. So just to give you guys an idea, I have went through um, 
suffered a lot of anxiety attacks you know where I feel like I can't breathe physically I feel like I'm gonna faint and the depression actually got triggered um, started from just meeting the wrong people when that person specifically actually um, just kept on imposing that that idea of perfection onto you and you started realizing that oh shit I can't keep up with that and no matter how much I try I can't be that person and slowly slowly the person started feeding you things that are negative and you can you can be exposed to like hundred people telling you how positive you are how good you are how amazing you are but that one person's words can really just define you and and it was my fault to let that be defined let myself be def- defined by that so and uh, it also comes with uh, self-blame as well yeah that uh, idea of oh I let that happen you know, uh, it was it was really my call, and I chose to let this person make me feel a certain way. So, um, so a lot uh, of gaslighting and victim blaming. Yeah, 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 and um, it kind of even traced further than that. It traced even further to my upbringing as well. So, uh, I, I one thing I realized very important is uh, uh, uh is an, an individual's upbringing. I'd say because um. My parents basically never validated how I felt and what I wanted to do. So kind of growing up, I just kind of felt like I was alone and I was just doing my own thing and I never kind of talked to them or spoke to them or can be honest with people about what I want or what it is that I really it is. To yeah, that. yeah. So like you end up being in this very very weird place where you're trying to please this 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 bunch of people and that bunch of people and then you kind of get stuck when those people are like in conflict of interest yeah so then you're just kind of in the middle like what should i do and then you end up being either dishonest or you become like fear of the truth you fear of telling other people how you feel or how you know you want things to be done because constantly trying to please them so this uh these these depression anxiety or something that I'm still fighting I, I wake up every day um, to this dark feeling uh, everything when you're depressed I'm pretty sure if anyone is depressed out there they would kind of feel this uh, dimming Emptiness. down yeah this dimming down of light where uh, everything surrounds you kind of the, the light saturation isn't how it used to be when yeah, you were basically, happy yeah basically like you start really losing interest in things that you yeah, loved yeah yeah and and it's you start feeling like what's like the whole like one thing that's always playing in your head is like what's the point like yeah why do i do this why do i care yeah. like who would care if i died yeah. and it's if you start feeling that way please guys get help like your friends are there there's well-being there's also like um there's also like online like befrienders KL where they're always online for you to talk to them because when when you when you notice you don't take interest in things anymore that's a huge sign of depression like some people will be like some people like might tell you ignorantly like oh you're just growing up but like if you are not doing or if you have no interest in something you're massively passionate about that's not growing up that's a sign of depression or like one of the signs that you might be getting depression and 
I I really relate to this because like I mean I <laughs> I was diagnosed with depression and it's re- like when I have like my I call them my depressive like slumps. I normally like things I normally enjoy like so much. I don't even like give up fuck anymore. I just like stay in my room and I want to sleep all day and like and when I say I want to sleep all day, subconsciously I know I just want to sleep forever and not wake up. So yeah, I I understand how that feels because uh uh, typically it's either like that I sleep too much because not be- not because I want to sleep because sleeping is the only time that kind of I don't think yeah you're shut down yeah and you're yeah. shut down but even that like I've had recently multiple weird nightmares, nightmares. Yeah. I know it's it's annoying because like you try to escape the very thing that is staying awake right but you end up having it's these like nightmares sleep was the place you were peaceful but even that yeah i really really relate to it a lot of people ask me why i sleep so much and part of it is like what can you and i said it's was to escape but also i've always i for the longest time for as long as i can remember i've had like trouble sleeping and my sleep quality is very very poor i'm always waking up in the middle of the night because of nightmares or uh, i i have sleep paralysis as well so i'm waking up because of that and my sleep in general is so restless and i guess like my body and i consciously try to like like make up for it by sleeping more but uh, difficult i'm really sure you understand that yeah Jenny. i understand that because uh just yesterday um i i woke up like after half an hour and then uh, uh once you wake up actually it's always difficult for me to fall back to sleep yeah because of the because our minds are noisy it, it, it honestly it, it's very noisy and it always thinks it yeah, overthinks you're, you're always like up. there's always like this narrative that want yeah up. yeah and it's making you think about the past the present and the future and what happens is that you kind of start getting into that cycle of blame on yourself yeah um that darkness starts coming in and what happens is you 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 can't fall asleep without thinking about all those things and then your sleep is just gone so i was awake until five because of that and like it has come to a point where like normal herbal type of sleeping aid doesn't help me yeah so i had to get like sleeping aid from like the doctors and um, from overseas and those stuff uh, and they're really expensive yeah well, and those stuff like with melatonin and stuff those stuff actually puts me at a very comfortably kind of falling asleep like fading out type of environment and then I'm good to go but it does not always work and yeah. I realize like I start depending on it to sleep to feel sleepy or else it would just be so restless and that's why um and i can relate to you as well in terms of um that ending your life type of type yeah. of feeling because i did went to um suicidal tendencies. not just thoughts but tendencies to a point where i was admitted to er twice i um actually got myself to the er once because i was feeling severe pain so i went there and i still remember how i felt because I spoke to the person who was at the counter and they asked me what's the situation and I told them I attempted suicide and I just remember how serious they took it 
to a point where they didn't want to let me out and I had to beg them to let me out just to eat something yeah because they wanted to closely monitor me and um, they when they prescribed me medicine they didn't trust me with those meds so they wanted someone to vouch for me or else they wouldn't let me out and I had to really really talk my way out of that because I didn't want to stay in the, the ER but ended up staying there regardless and I got the pills out the next day and it was right back to overdosing and trying to numb that feeling of pain yeah so I guess another reason I sleep so much is closely related to my eating disorder because in my head it's like okay if I sleep I don't have to eat and so get to escape yeah I get to escape I don't because I don't know like if you sleep you're not hungry you don't have to eat like and it and like it's also like having eating disorder is I guess it's a very social anti-social thing as well because like so much of social life is is centered around eating and like having a meal with friends and at like at like the worst points of my eating disorder I would close myself off because like I would tell myself because when when I go out I have to eat and that is you to people who don't know that you have this they'll be like why are you not eating and it's just so much societal pressure and so I just I would not I would not accept invitations I'd be like oh I'm busy I'm this I'm that but the cocks of it all I just don't want to eat so basically it's like killing two birds with one stone yeah mm-hmm. so personally I fortunately for me I don't have similar experiences like, like uh, wanting to kill myself or waking up every day feeling sh- like shit but personally I'm also curious I have personally I have some questions you know to try to understand and at the same time try to help because like okay so the 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 norm for is there like a thing where people do that they that annoys you like maybe this like some people say you're not depressed you're just blah 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 something like yeah, that yeah I we hate that because people there's depression and then there's like the mood depressed so a lot of people conflate the two with each other so people go like oh you're not depressed you're just feeling sad but depression is feeling sad 24-7 and it's an actual mental illness you see brain scans of people with depression and brain scans of normal people and it's different there's like the color is different yeah <laughs> there's and then I'm just like I hate it when people like one thing I really hate is when people say you're too young to have depression oh, yeah. because nobody is too young to have depression like I I I won't go into details but uh, a lot of my childhood was very turbulent and it's what caused me to develop depression at a very early age I mean I got diagnosed at 18 so I obviously developed it before that and it took so many friends to like push me to well-being to like get cause like I, I can you do you feel this because like for me I know it, it's not bad but like for me to like admit I had a problem was like I felt like I was like defeated yeah yeah that's the hardest part and uh, I can I can even more so related to that because my family is uh, people who actually don't believe in this stuff 
they Same. they think like okay um you have this issue that's because you brought it up on yourself so you deal with it by yourself and you don't have to go to mental yeah. care and all that and like they when they, they never understand how it actually feels yeah to be depressed and i i I, I grew up in a family where, to be very honest with you, my dad's side was very, very abusive in terms of physically, mentally, kind of just putting you down and, you know, I've, I've gotten beaten, but my brother got it even worse, so that kind of, and, and witnessing all that and going through all that, it kind of made me feel like you know like i'm ashamed to admit to myself that i am depressed yeah, yeah. yeah you just feel like like i'm defeated no it, it can't be that like there's people out there who would go through that but i'm not one of them and also the thing like the one thing people always tell you is like there are people who are going through worse yeah exactly and, and like it's i'm still trying to convince myself that yes there are people who are going through worse but at this is something i want to tell everybody listening to this as well as well there will always be someone going through something worse than you always but that doesn't mean that your problem isn't a problem and that you don't deserve help just because somebody is going through something worse doesn't mean that you don't deserve to help yourself and get help your problem is a problem it is valid i think the one of the patterns that i notice is that um a lot of parents or, or maybe just older generations of people they think that uh, maybe if when you're young they don't think that you experience enough yeah to you to, don't have enough to, worries to, you don't have yeah. to take care of your family you don't have to earn mm. for yourself but I'm like but that's not the only thing that can make you depressed exactly yeah. and uh, I don't know I feel like it's really it's a very Asian mentality yeah mm-hmm. and a lot I'm really horrified to say a lot of people like older people have told me and I've heard that they consider depression as like a like mental illness as like a western thing like only mm. white people are allowed to have it and you know like we don't have that in Asia we're strong and I'm like no it's it's not it's not weak to have a mental illness it's just something that can't be can't be helped it yeah, just it happens to you and it happens to the best of us yeah and, and like even a lot of people even if they haven't gone through things they do develop depression because it's a mental illness yeah. it's a brain thing and there's one thing that I really like there's one line there's one quote is that depression is something that you don't just like you like you don't feel depression on bad days when you're going through stuff you feel it on good, good days, days when everything is going well but you still feel that down low straight up just dark feeling and that's what people go through every day and we have to battle that kind of feeling and wake up and motivate ourselves to go do something and tell ourselves that it's okay it's okay to feel this way but it's it's gonna change it's gonna be better and just hope for the best and that's the only way to carry on to be honest yeah like i've noticed like you have to think like sometimes you can't think long term and like thinking long term like I want to go on forever like that's too daunting so at least take each day as it comes like okay today I will do this I won't think about tomorrow as of yet and each day like it's it's just like there are so many times 
that I just avoid looking at the mirror when I wake up and I just can't because like it a lot of times it's because of what I've eaten like if I feel like I've eaten too much I I don't know it's like a, I feel like a physical thing in my body that like I can't bear to like be in my skin and I just want to like rip everything off and like want to cut the fat off and like uh it's I if anybody is going through body image issues guys please seek help before it gets too bad it's such an awful feeling i don't even have words for it yeah sorry okay so for for people like your friends like how what do you like to see like how do you how do you what kind of person that you normally go to like for help like how for example for me how can i what can i do to like help you guys do i just uh sometimes you prefer to not to be disturbed or something like that so I mean, at what what point can i help you until i guess like just like pay attention to a person's like mood and like as a person with recovering from an eating disorder i really 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 hate it when people pressure me to eat i hate it i despise it like don't I mean I understand it's coming from a good place. You can advise me or you can ask me have you eaten? But don't force me to eat because like at the end of the day I know my mood the best and sometimes if you force me to eat that even though like maybe it would be good for my health at that point later on I might go to my room and have like a complete breakdown and stuff like that because if it's not in my control like you know that like don't don't uh cuz the the thing when uh for example from my point of view I understand why would someone would like try to force you to eat yeah. like because they they just they thought that after eating it's for your own good right yeah. and actually it just make them feel better that yeah. you're doing your part as a yeah. good friend but so- sometimes you don't know what's best for that person yeah so by imposing what the the normally the normal things that should be done to that person maybe it hurts them more than, yeah. than it actually helps them and also this is a very small incident where I like shared um last year I wasn't this skinny I was actually at a normal like a very healthy weight but I was still obviously having bad thoughts about myself and I don't know like what happened was I was very active at that point and I would go to gym and I always ate consciously and somebody once like my friends and I were joking around and like there was this one girl we we were just talking to her and my friend just like somebody said something and my friend like teasingly said oh Shamra doesn't eat that because she doesn't eat like unhealthy food and then the girl just like turned looked at me and she's like oh you eat healthy and you're still chubby Oh wow. And I felt so horrible and even now to think of that incident it really hurts me. And for me I don't I don't know I don't know how what was going through the girl's head like my only justification for myself was I was a normal weight I was quite thin as well. And you just when you when she said that to me like you are now like thinking of that makes me so hurt and that night was so awful and i was crying, crying but like 
I would say to be very conscious about things you say to people. Like, please don't comment on a person's body. I don't comment on a person's body. It doesn't matter what they are. Like, a lot of the time, they are aware of things. I don't like it when people call me a stink. I don't like it when people call me... Because people have called me like a lot of things. Like, some people have called me like disgusting for being thin. And I'm like... Some people are like, like these are obviously people I'm not friends with. They said I look like a cancer patient, and I feel like that's insensitive to me and to cancer patients. So I'm just like, one thing you can do to like stop things from happening is like to not comment on a person's body. It's not a nice thing to do. Nobody wants because we're all self-aware. We're all aware of what we look like. So yeah. And for us, it's. Yeah, it's we're super aware. Yeah, so we're like hyper aware. Yeah, like maybe like oh, just as easy as like one sentence can like make yeah, yeah, your yeah. Whole day it can yeah. it can be a trigger to people and they it can remind them of certain things or yeah. it can hurt them a certain way because we are aware of the things that like like kind of makes us flawed as yeah. human beings remember Kenny you said that even a, a hundred people will say like you're amazing and this and that but it just takes one person yeah, and like you, you fix it right? yeah and that's how it feels normally so um, people can can help us through uh, being around us yeah. being positive yeah and being supportive and understanding that it, it it's 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 nothing that can be helped instantly. You know, yeah. it takes time, and you know we are broken people. So so it, it it takes time and be patient with us, and you know be understanding. Like this is this is not something that we can control. Yeah, it's something that was brought to us by external Sometimes. you know circumstances, and we are going through it, and it's not by choice. You know, we didn't choose depression. We didn't choose anxiety. We didn't choose eating disorder. We didn't choose all of that stuff to be a part of our lives. But we have it now and we have to get, uh, go through it in like, the best way possible. Thank you all for listening to part one. Be sure to catch part two next week. Bye!